With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com Podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey, hey guys, post-Super Bowl edition of the Tennis.com Podcast. Uh, Pete Boto here, Richard Pagliaro, I'm Ed McGrogan. Uh, there's no bills in there, but it was a pretty good game, I thought. That was a really, that was a really good second half. Yeah, um, Packers, Packers uh, did it, man. I liked, I liked the game. I loved watching it, man. Two old-school franchises good two fan great bases. franchises good families yeah good good stuff Clay, like you said clay matthews a big hit big hit there yeah i mean i thought they were coming back really all the way but it was it was just like the opposite of the the game before with the jets where they were down or they were up big and then they come back and and nearly come back from 21 down actually so but um that's that's our uh take on that i guess you could say anyways um, we're going to talk a little little tennis today with um, this past week, this sort of post-Australian Open hangover week. It was, it was Fed Cup was mainly in the spotlight, if you, if you want to consider it that, against some, some ATP events that were going on too. Um, I'm just thinking about it. This could turn out to be really a hell of a season for Kim Kleisters, the way this all shapes out. She's already won the Aussie Open. She's going to get another home tie next against... Czech Republic, and if things plan out the way they are, she could finish world number one. I know this is kind of down the road, but this is a this is not going to get the Fed Cup. Fed Cup is going to be Kvitova is going to take Czech Republic to the Fed Cup final. They're going to win the Fed Cup this year. That's my call. That's they get. I called it Friday, you know, doing the, doing the previews. I said this girl, and, and she actually played great this weekend. Um, in, a, in sort of a yeah, in, a, in the old Czech Czechoslovakia match, that was the yeah, one. exactly they won. They swept that one, um, and then they get Belgium, who beat. The U.S. pretty handily. Kleisters, um, Kleisters beat Udan easily on the first day, and then the second day she beat Bethany Maddox-Sands after losing the first set 12-10 in a tiebreaker. So um, that's such a strong team, even without Justine Ennen. You have Wickmeyer players like that. So it's a, it's a really strong team going on the road. And the other semifinal that's going to happen is Italy will play Russia after – both of those two teams had some pretty interesting results opening weekend. Italy was down 1-0. They've won the title the past two years, and then they came back to win. Um, Richard, you were watching a little of that one. Just kind of tell me what you saw for that, for those who didn't. Um, what, what specific parts of that tied? Well, I guess had? the crucial thing with Italy was, you know, Stoser was 5-2 and two lifetime versus Schiavone, although obviously Schiavone had won the French, you know, the biggest match. So they're one all going into the first reverse singles and it was a real tough really I thought a well-played really good match and just give on a serving first in that last set just always a little bit up and really use the variety 
uh, Stoser fought off like four or five match points, and Schiavone hits the brilliant, you know, backhand winner down the line to get the next match point. And I think the story for Australia is Stoser had won like 12 Fed Cup matches in a row and could not produce a win that weekend. She really, you got to give Groth credit for stepping up on day one, beating Schiavone. And Stoser just, she looks a little bit like she presses a little at home that she wants to do well so bad it almost restricts yeah. her. I mean, she fought all the way to the end. I'm not saying she choked or anything, but she just has trouble producing that level That's pretty amazing that she home. didn't get it done and on home, but I right. guess that could still be a thing from the Australian Open, too, where she kind of disappointed there as well. Actually. I was looking for an upset in that one, actually. I thought I thought Italy Italy had a really good chance of you know getting upset. And I, I really like Italy. I like the Italian team and what they've done with that squad. But, I mean, I was thinking, you know, down in Australia, the Aust- you know, Stozer coming off a, a relatively poor Australian Open. You know, she could, you know, she had a lot at stake here. She could get back a lot of credibility. I think it was a very tough couple of weeks for her because I think she can't have been happy with the way things went at the Australian Open after she loses a tiebreaker, first that tiebreaker and then disappears in a second set. And, you know, there were a lot of hopes resting on her shoulders. I mean, and then to come back and have this, you know, I mean, she, you know, I mean, yeah, she she played a pretty good match here against Schiavone, but she lost. Right. And, yeah, right. I mean, she was really upstaged by Tomic that night in Australia, right. which, should, which is kind of for a top five player, uh, that's really not a you know that's a that's a poor way to go out, and then this here so and tough then, couple of weeks. Yeah, um, and Skivone, it just shows the variety. When you have variety like that, you're in with a fighting chance against anyone. And obviously, Stoser's trying to not hit her backhand, but Skivone, brilliant, just uh, uh, sort of cha- varying the attack to the backhand, where it wasn't just like let me roll some heavy topspin to her backhand. It was like no, let me slice some short balls, let me drill some ball. I mean, really went after her backhand in a very clinical, intelligent she, way. She's become this player who, over the last 12 months, and I, I just wonder if it's if it's as a result of kind of some of the top-tier players really, you know, there's obviously no Serena Williams, and Sharapova still has issues, all that, but I wonder if Schiavone's sort of rise has just become more of a, resu- as a result of the landscape as is her game, because she's really matured into this really sort of all-court, dangerous player in the last... Uh, Ten, I mean, obviously, since she won the French Open too. So, I, I just wonder if she, if she, I guess, still has a, a chance to really make this like a even better year than last year. And she competes so well, and also for someone her age, it seems like the desire is still really, really strong. Where she never looks fatigued or listless. I mean, she really gives you what as much as she has on that day, whatever it is, you're going to get it. She's old enough to enjoy what she's doing. She knows she's having a run of a lifetime. It's all good. She's, you know, she's like smelling the roses. It's a little like, you know, um, she's mature. She's in control of herself. She knows what she wants out of life. You know, she knows where she's been, where she wants to go. It's great. It's, It's wonderful. You can't, you couldn't be in a better position as a person and player than that girl is right now. She's, uh, Playing with nothing to lose and doing very well, definitely. Yeah, they get like we said, they get Russia after um, a, a very surprising start to that tie, where Russia fell behind two zero to, to a pretty weak France team on paper. Um, Cornet, uh, Rosano, players players that you would think that Kuznetsova, Sharapova, um, Pavlyuchenkova might be might should kind of easily get rid of but it took them all the way to the end and, it, and that was the only tie of the weekend that went to the to the doubles the rest were like we've kind of mentioned kind of pretty uh, straightforward here so hey credit the bill credit the bill belichick of of fed cup and davis cup Shem, shamil Tarp- Tarpashev, Tarpashev, yeah, yeah. Sure. russian sure. captain and coach davis cup and fed cup the guy pulls another brilliant move i don't i don't know actually what happened with sharapova whether she had 
some injury issues or anything, but all I know is that Sharapova did not play well, could not have played real well. And he well got her out of there right in time. And he yeah, yanked her, exactly, yeah. in there. She won her match, and then, of course, she's so fired up winning her singles match because she, you know, she's Pavlichenko to the rescue. Then as long as Kuznetsova won that fourth match, which she did, Pavlichenko goes into the double saying, hey, I already won a singles, you know, save my, pulled my team's chestnuts out of the fire. And no wonder she played well in a doubles. You know, that's what you do when you're inspired like that. Right. Yeah. And interesting, I don't think they had ever played doubles together before. But like you said, he pulled, definitely pressed the right buttons there. Maybe yeah. it'll help Safina make a comeback of some kind. Maybe Safina. <laughs> she was, watching. Her she was, she was on the yeah. sideline watching. I know, I, mean, yeah. I know that. Yeah. So that's um, those are the two semis there. Those are pretty strong, I'd say, for, for uh, when, whenever the next iteration of this competition takes place. It's in the summertime. I'm. I'm Pretty sure, and uh, like I said, I'm I'm gonna throw that out there that the year the year of Kim, the year on number one, all she probably needs is another major and pretty much secure that up. But I got a question for you. Ed. Yeah, so you think up? that's gonna happen? What's Belgium? What surface are gonna play? What do you guys think? What surface will Belgium choose to host the Czech Republic? That's a good um, question. Well, they both they both won on hard courts this week. I, I mean, I would I would slow it up if I was them because Kvitova, that's the one area of her game she's not the best mover. I mean. Yeah, Kim's been in a French Open final in the past. I mean, you know, it's. I suppose it's, I suppose it's, we should see how they because that I believe that tie takes place after the a lot of the clay struck to that so the players may have some already have some experience some at record. this yeah, recent plan. So that's a good point too. So and then um, I like the Czech Republic. I didn't look ahead far enough into the draw to see. I mean, if they have to be on a road all the time, I mean, if they have to play Italy, let's say on clay, that would be a tough one for them. But. But just in terms of the rising talent, you know, you got Safarov as a solid player, and Kvitova is really coming on pretty yeah, strong. Yeah, she really I is. Felt, she for the past strong. couple, and they got the veterans year, in the so. doubles too, yep. so they have a sort of nice balance mm-hmm. there. So is the U.S. going to get the Williams sisters in like a relegation tie because they've they've been essentially have to play for their own de- for the Olympic sort of devices? Is uh, that... Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that counts for Olympic qualification. You, see... you got to figure that what they'll do is they'll do whatever they need to do to get qualification for the Olympics. And they might even decide to play for some reason. They might say, you know, I mean, they're unpredictable. It's, it's hard to know. You can't, I don't think you can just write them off as all oh, the only thing they want to do is play, you know, for qualification for the Olympics. They've played a lot of Fed Cup in the past. You know, they're not playing a lot now, but that's, you know, sort of their prerogative at this point. A lot of players share that and Federer among them and even Nadal a little bit, you know, skips these ties. So, yeah. you know, what, what, I, what I noticed was Serbia in their relegation time, now granted, they were playing a pretty weak, they were playing Canada, which is, you know, they're getting better, but, uh, but you know, but Serbia, neither Jankovic nor uh, Ivanovic was on that team. Yeah. But, Bojano, come on, help me out here. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. She she's, yeah. she won both she her a, singles. She's coming on. She's that coming girl. on. And she was yeah. another one of the younger players that was sort of had a little breakthrough at the Australian Open. That right. Kind of fell under the radar a little bit because so many of the young men uh, had Bo such jangles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> she's, 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 those songs, right? Ivanovic and yeah. Yankovic better watch their backs. Yeah. Um, let's tie it up. I know, Pete. You're going to be uh, writing a little, a little later today on some of the some of the smaller men's events. Give me a little little slice of what's what you have in store for that. I know that I know this is some of the, sort of the unsung hero week. Well, I'm a little partial to hometown heroes. One of the things I love love about these ATP 250 weeks is that you got these tournaments in these places like Croatia and 
and uh, Chile and, you know, wherever, Thailand, you know, and you get these events where, you know, and, and players from those countries, like some of these countries produce a lot of players but don't have a lot of tournaments. They don't get a chance to shine. So here they are, they're, you know, they get a chance to strut their stuff at home. I love the fact that uh, Kevin Anderson won in Joburg, you know, before his home crowd. They are so far off the map now, South Africa. They've had so many problems with their tennis programs. They might not even be able to keep that tournament. But, you know, I love it when these guys step up. They win the hometown tournament. And, you know, there's always good players in this. Now, Bandino was top seeded in Santiago. That's no gimme. Chilich had won Zagreb last week. You know, now granted, he was a Croatian, so he kept with that theme last year. Yeah. But now this year, it's Dodig, and, he, and, and he's a Croatian as well. So I just like these hometown heroes. I'm going to give them little props. It's like their grand slam. I mean, I mean, especially many of them. That's their first title too. I know for I know that Dodig and Anderson that was their first yep. ever ever win. So. Um, so yeah, look forward to that later today and, uh, we'll be back with another podcast a little later on. Send any questions you have, by the way, uh, we're always fielding them for future podcast podcast at tennis.com direct any vigor or, uh, other praise you have to that address and we'll tie it up nicely in the later edition. Thanks for listening. Talk soon. You've been enjoying tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to tennis.com.